are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, mate? Well, you know, Jeff, I was doing a little bit better a few moments ago, but... Um, Podcasting recording difficulties. Well, there's that, but you know, so so what our listeners don't know is that we had some recording difficulties getting the session underway, and I found myself drinking uh, a little bit more water than normal in that moment, and uh, and and I, I've I may have even uh, encountered a kernel of uh, a peppercorn or something in the process of doing that. So now I'm like wondering how this is going to work. Can I make it through the whole episode without having to get up and try to find more water? So um, I guess uh, if our listeners can bear with us, I think it'll be fun. Uh, You know, we'll see if I can live or die through this. (laughs) It's like the hot sauce challenge or something, the the peppercorn edition. But look, I think today's uh, uh, show is just, it is fantastic. I'm really excited to ha- have today's guest with us and, uh, and to be able to, um, introduce, uh, frankly, uh, the technology that his company brings to bear, uh, to, uh, other, uh, manufacturing industrial marketers. I just, I think our listeners are going to be excited to learn of the tool and, uh, and its applications. So, um, always nice when, uh, we have a, a, a fantastic guest, which is, well, frankly, almost always, isn't it? It certainly is. And and you're right, it is a, a fascinating technology and really interesting and certainly not something I was uh, I was aware of before we started talking to our guests. So uh, joining us today is Adam Beck. Adam is the Director of Marketing at Cadenas Part Solutions. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Adam. Thank you. Glad to be here. Adam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And um uh, let's let's just jump right into it. I'd, I'd love to hear a bit about your your background and what led you uh, to the current role, um, and then we can get into what the company actually does, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Adam Beck. I have been uh, an industrial marketer for almost twenty years. I've worked for manufacturers and different products over the years, and over the last eight, I've been with this company called Cadenas Part Solutions. We provide a tool for industrial manufacturers commonly. Uh, It can also have a lot of applications for architectural manufacturers. Anyone that sells a thing that goes on another thing, uh, we have a tool for them to hopefully help increase their sales and get specified more. I love the uh, incredibly um, broad definition of what Tefar Solutions does. So let's just uh, uh, peel back the, the 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 label a little bit. Um, how is it that you you help um, uh, these folks go to market and just talk talk about the service more uh, specifically and how it comes to life? Yeah. So so really in uh, in the B two B space or in the manufacturing space. There's engineers and architects out there every day looking for parts and components and products to put into their design. That they don't they don't make these products themselves. They're making a larger machine. They need a bearing or a motor or a waste receptacle or a bench for their facility. They they don't it doesn't make sense for these designers to model that product. So they're on the internet looking for solutions, and we help manufacturers meet that need. Uh, We help them put a representation of their 
product on their website, um, which is uh, it provides a 3D preview um, and it's a safe um, uh, consumable file that a uh, designer can preview, configure, and download directly into their design. And, and it, it really is a soft sale. There's, a, you, there's never a, uh, a financial transaction. No money changes hands. But a lot of times we see that that is the specification of that product into the design. And it's, it's a soft purchase, and it comes through later into the design process. The purchasing department gets the information for it in the bill of materials, and it's bought. Yeah, I mean, we all uh, we know all know in many categories getting spec is the first step to getting purchased, and uh, and I mean that's really where your solution comes in, and um, and, and it's just you know I, I love how it's um, it's it's marketing by helping, it's marketing by actually providing a service, by actually being useful to the engineers versus trying to find another way to sell to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it feels, and that's the reason why I chose to come to this company it's a genuine need and we can provide uh, a consultative uh, useful tool that that these manufacturers really need and we help them we work with them to create the perfect um, program for them and their industry and their audience and uh, we can work together on it into the future Effectively, too. I mean, what you're what you're talking about is uh, being a, a 3D model service bureau for manufacturers, because of course, I mean, the applications for creating CAD models and and other types of models are, are incredibly expensive and and difficult to learn and, and all of that. And it's unlikely that any manufacturer is going to have more than just the one they need. They're not going to have all of the different providers of software in the in their own houses. So. You know, I, I think that's really it's it's an interesting model. You know, it kind of reminds me a bit of the uh, the print shops of old that always had every version of Cork Express and InDesign available that uh, most of the design shops didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So oftentimes these products, these manufacturers, they have a CAD platform or two. They have SolidWorks and Katia or whatever that might be, and they can provide, if needed, a model to their audience in that format. Uh, what we can do is we have over a hundred formats uh, with an instance running in the cloud that uh, when that engineer is happy with the configuration, it spins up that actual CAD instance and delivers on demand a CAD model, a native CAD model to that engineer. I wonder how much, um, Adam, how much of your value prop is centered around that cost savings and admin savings side um, versus on the uh, more lead gen opportunity generation side of the coin? It, it depends manufacturer to manufacturer. So um, I think it's universally understood that this is a customer service need. You know, a lot of these larger manufacturers have mandates to improve their digital customer experience or their goal is to be the easiest to work with. If you have to call into their company and ask for a CAD model of one of their products and wait three days to get it and then it's in a format that you don't prefer anyway, that's not the best customer service. They, If they put it on their website and you can play with it, create the exact product from their rules that you want, download it in the exact format that you need, that is the experience that these 
manufacturers want to deliver. Now, as far as the lead gen side, uh, that also depends manufacturer to manufacturer. Some put it wide open on their website. There's no exchange of an email address or anything. They 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 know that more downloads is going to eventually lead to more sales, and that they got the fire hose wide open on it. Other manufacturers uh, they gate it, and they usually have an exchange of an email address or um, a couple other form fields, and uh, then it's a free delivery of that product. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, our experience has been that interactive content as far as a, a gated asset usually performs significantly better, but this is a whole other level of, of interaction when you can actually snag a copy of the, uh, of the product itself in a three-dimensional format that you can then insert into your own product is really, you know, you're not, you're not just talking about pure marketing, but it's, it's truly something that is highly useful to the engineers and, and others who are going to be specking and building out machines that pull products from all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And I, I joke with our customers all the time that I'm jealous that they can use our tool because I don't have, I don't sell a physical product. So I, it doesn't make any sense for me to provide CAD models of anything on our website other than just for an example. So I have to do all the traditional content marketing, uh, content, you know, creating videos and white papers and blog posts and this and that. And they have a treasure trove of content uh, at their disposal. And uh, I really kind of, that really resonates with me. And I, I can just imagine, um, you know, so many organizations, like you say, they're sitting on just literally millions of pieces of interactive content that they could be potentially putting to work for them. Um, and, it, and you must have worked with uh, clients that have done this in addition to that um, marketing level content that you just kind of contrasted it with. Um, for the folks that have done both, I'd be curious how they've seen their kind of lead flow evolve and change over time. Any kind of thoughts on that or experience? I, I guess, what do, you, what do you mean by that? It, well, the, I was thinking like you, you mentioned, uh, you know, manufacturers get to use uh, their products and the you know and the, as as pieces of 3D interactive content okay, lead yeah. gen, and you have to rely on you know white paper downloads or what yeah. have you. And I'm guessing there's manufacturers that actually do both. Uh, yeah, yeah, many um, do. And, and I'd be really curious uh, what you're seeing there in terms of how their lead flow maybe evolved with the adoption of your tool or. Just kind of curious. Yeah, so we have manufacturers that uh, some of the stats they've given us were they their leads doubled overnight when they turned our our tool on. Uh, some have said three hundred plus over you know over the first year of their their launch. But they use it in multiple ways. It's not just this one thing that sits on their website and uh, people know to find it. They use it in their social media. Uh, that's one of the things we do a, a marketing kickoff. Uh, with manufacturers and we talk about you just have you know I have to think up a tweet every day or an Instagram post you just got like a million Instagram posts if you use each of these wisely as the part of the day or the feature of the week or whatever that might be and if you think of it like that you just it it begins begins to multiply in the volume of things that you can say if you're if you're promoting this as your products how much guidance do you provide because as a as a marketer and as a representative 
of, uh, of this company that is providing this service and these models and all of that, how much guidance do you provide your customers in terms of how best to leverage this asset? So I will, I'm happy to provide as much guidance and support as they will let us. So we've uh, expanded our marketing. Um, so really we're a marketing, we're an industrial marketer marketing to industrial marketers and on behalf of industrial marketers. So we're really, we like to be intimately involved with our clients and help them every step of the way, putting their message out there, making them the forefront because really their success is our success. So uh, for our, for me to personally market our products, I just like to make our customers look great at the end of the day. For them, I love to make it as easy for them to meet their numbers, make them look great to their boss and their uh, their board or whoever they have to prove out things to, and just uh, continue the uh, the more is more attitude. Carmen, I'd like to just point out that this is yet again another instance of the marketing turducken effect. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Turducken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like almost we have this running kind of uh, uh, desire. It seems to work turducken into every third episode of the Cooler Ring. Have you actually had a turducken though? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Uh, it was probably twenty years ago. I wasn't impressed. It was. Uh, it was drier than I was hoping. But, yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> This is not a rigging endorsement for it. I'm going I'm to tell you, Adam, I think the last time I brought up Turducken, our guest was a vegan. So that went, oh, okay. over, that right. went over well. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really, Jeff, I don't know if it, you, you're probably thinking about this as well. It just a, It's an interesting contrast. Um, uh, if you remember our, a guest we had on the show, Vince, uh, is an architect who talked about being sold to as an architect and how the sales so so to bring you up to speed adam basically um there was a big disaster with somebody over promising uh and getting an engineering drawing and etc wrong and instead of um making it right uh, financially in some way uh, the sales guy, I think, sent a coffee mug or something like that as a bit of a, it was like a, the way it was explained to us, it was like a $200,000 mistake and it was the coffee mug was the, um, but and it just, it, you know, and, and Vince was encouraging people at the time, said if you're selling to architects or selling to engineers, you've got to find ways beyond just the, you know, the, 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 the lunch and learns and, and, and old school uh, sales techniques to try to get spec and you need to find more better better ways to be more useful to those um, those, those prospects and, and that really just strikes me that that's what your tool helps helps these yeah engineers and architects are super smart too they don't need to be told I mean they just need to know that you exist and that you create products you know in their in the vein that they're looking for and they need the opportunity to run with it and and crawl around the website and find the one that works best for them or not or you know but they want to find the one that works best for them and get it on their time and the way that they want it and um are we've heard again and again that that 
that resonates with with these manufacturers and their audience. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's bit.ly slash sample ABM. I want to um, uh, transition a bit to, to pick up a, uh, on something you mentioned just a few moments ago with, with respect to how you folks uh, like to go to market um, and that kind of customer first approach to marketing that you bring to it. I wonder if you could um, tell us more about how you highlight your your customers in your marketing and, and maybe even get a little tactical uh, on us and, and tell us some of the initiatives that you've found uh, to be most successful over the years. Yeah, so we come at it from a inbound content marketing perspective. Um, but the way that our spin is, is I'm always trying to tell a customer story. And there's two reasons for that. First is, that uh, it's you know, if it feels better at the end of the day, it's uh, more genuine. It puts them in the forefront. You know, the other side of it is a little bit more selfish. I just hate talking about features and benefits, and it's boring. And I've done that in the past. And I would rather talk about these great, smart, forward-thinking manufacturers and the great things that they're doing. And their success brings us along with them. And you've been with the firm for a while, so um, I mean, it took you a while, I'm guessing, to kind of introduce this approach. Um, did you? Was it quite a contrast from like did the did the organization was it more of a features and benefits type of marketer before you came along? There was actually uh, no marketing before I came along. Uh, my the, the guy who hired me, who has moved on to other things, he was only there for a couple months, and he started the marketing department and I was the first on his team and we looked at the things that they were doing and we said here's why you can do more and here will be the benefits you know your customers should like this uh, it should increase our search traffic it should increase our our lead generation and um, it's proven out uh, significantly in, in all of those you know we get we create uh, white papers and case studies and videos and it's all uh, customer centric, and our leads, you know, have have never been better. Um, this year is a little bit of an anomaly. It's a little weird. I I don't know how to quite read the numbers yet for 2020, but over the last eight years, we've probably 8xed our web traffic from where I started. We're probably more than that. We're we're probably 10xed um, off the top of my head on monthly search or web traffic. That's impressive. I wonder, you know, so so often um, I hear um, uh, industrial marketers who uh, they they they, they, they want to use case studies more frequently in their marketing, um, and they struggle to get them. Frankly, they find it hard to get through a sales gatekeeper. Potentially, um, uh, the their client organizations aren't always uh, willing to open up. It can lead to these scenarios where case studies are kind of nameless and faceless. It's like, you know, says a happy engineer out of Cleveland, um, yeah. as opposed to actually saying the company and the person. Um, I guess, uh, and it strikes me that the 
the um, type of service that you offer is one that um, delivers a competitive market advantage that um, uh, so I, it's so so that you know and, and I guess I'm, I'm what I'm suggesting by that is some people may be a little hesitant to talk about it and how they yeah this is a big competitive advantage for us and kind of announce it to their competitors um, so how have you gotten over that uh, hump because it certainly seems like you have yeah we we make it in their best interest it's part of the package that they purchase from us you know, they, they purchase this service to put things on their website and reach engineers. But as part of that, it's a marketing tool for them to market. And I consider myself as part of what comes along with that marketing tool. So we are helping them. Actually, those story, those customer stories are what they're using to help reach their audience and let them know that this exists, that, it, that they should, if they haven't tried it yet, to visit it. Uh, we create videos showing how to navigate each customer's website, how to navigate the configuration tool. We make it in the customer's best interest. And again, we're carried along for the ride and uh, they, they're the shining star in this and, and everybody wins. I have to imagine that the, the referral potential here, because you've got manufacturers talking to manufacturers, providing models, you know, upstream, downstream to each other, um, I have to imagine, you know, if somebody goes ahead and specs one of your models into their product, they're then thinking, you know, geez, we could use this too so that other people can spec our tool, which spec that tool to somebody else's product. Uh, how, uh, how prevalent is the uh, kind of the built-in referral possibility of the tool? It, it, it's tough it, it's because, you know, it's, this is, tends to be component manufacturers that use our tool and OEMs or are the consumers. So they don't, those OEMs don't always have a reason or, or a want for their products to be specced in. But um, there's many opportunities where we've been reached by those OEMs and they're like, I'm going around looking for these. Why don't you have ABC manufacturing's uh, slide, linear slides on there? And we're like, well, they're, they're, not, they're not on our system. Uh, if you want to contact them or we can, and we can see what we can do for them. That's usually how the referrals go. They're, they're looking for it. They're like, why the, why the heck don't they have this? Man, that's powerful. If their potential customers are coming to them and say, hey, you might want to use this tool. Yeah. Uh, we find it helpful with the other stuff that we spec and buy. Yeah. That's fantastic. But as far as, you know, other, other ways that we're putting our clients in the, in the forefront is last year we, at Content Marketing World, did an entire day. Uh, and it was the industrial marketing summit and we didn't say I, I was by default the MC of it, which, uh, is not my, not my strength. Uh, but we didn't, we, we were just there in the background and we put, uh, manufacturers on the stage and let them talk about how they promote their products and the tools that they use. And they mentioned the variety of things that they do and the tech techniques and tactics that they use. And, um, it was a great experience, and I think that it really um, opened a lot of manufacturers' eyes to how many cool things uh, industrial manufacturers think. Oh gosh, I'm selling these metal widgets, and it's not some sexy shoe or a Big Mac or whatever that fun thing to market is. But they, these industrial marketers, have a lot of cool uh, opportunities and assets at their disposal if they want to get creative with it. Yeah, I've got to say, I've been in the marketing business an awfully long time, and uh, 
uh, I've never that this it's never I've never been able to figure out. It's never resonated with me why people uh, have that kind of uh, pre kind of predisposition towards consumer B two C marketing versus industrial marketing. Uh, because I think you know, there's so much cool stuff in industrial, right? There's there's so much interesting technology um, uh, out there and uh, interesting applications at play and parts of the economy that in some ways other people don't even know exist, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I find that cool. Uh, to me, that's more interesting than marketing Nikes, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely... I. I, I like it because I call it uh, the slowest moving video game ever because, you know, uh, whatever, what I do in, in our position here as an industrial marketer, because we're not at the scale of Pepsi or something like that, I can see a direct correlation between the marketing that we put in and the results that we get back. And our, our clients see the same thing. When you're hoping that your commercial on the Super Bowl is getting you selling some more six packs of Pepsi, there's a big disconnect there and a lot of guesses in between. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say, Adam, I think uh, a lot of that secret sauce that you have with this customer first approach to your marketing is around that creation of content, marketing content for the customer. I mean, it's not just a one-sided, you're getting the case study out of it. And uh, I can't help but think that that's really what's fueled your success in this approach. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, you know so often you're out there uh, as a marketer asking for those case studies, and it's like your hat in hand. You know, you, <laughs> they're they're not approaching it as though they're, they're they're coming to give something as well. I think that's really really solid advice. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's certainly it's very much a a, a push pull. It kind of reminds me a bit. We had a guest on the show uh, last year, James Stanaway from Epilogue Laser, and their product is a laser engraving machine. And they do a very similar thing in that they actually get their customers to create things with it and then use those things as the as the giveaway or the you know the uh, the sample that that helps to get their customers customers excited and it's a you know it's a multi um, it's a multi pronged approach and it benefits both Epilogue and their customers to uh, to be talking about it in that way. More of a physical example, I guess, than uh, exactly three D model. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Adam, I wonder, um, kind of uh, uh, turning personal a bit and kind of reflecting on a career uh, as an industrial marketer. I wonder, um, is there anything you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Ooh, wow. Uh, I, I think earlier in my career, I would have focused more on writing. Um, I've always, I, I was an okay writer and in school and in my early years, and I never really focused on it. Uh, I think that that's one of those things that uh, it translates to every aspect of what what I do, and um, it's uh, it's one of the things that we say in our marketing department. It, it it's called a Mark Twain quote, but it's not. I would have written you a shorter letter had I had more time or I think I said that backwards, but uh, boiling things down to the essence, getting to the point, being clear and concise is, uh, it's a learned skill and it, it, it takes a lot of practice. I'm still getting better at it, but <clears throat> it's one of those things. I think, uh, I, I, I think good marketers uh, come from great writers. Wow. 
I did not expect that answer. Yeah, I didn't either. And I love it because I, I couldn't agree more. I was an absolutely atrocious writer growing up. I, I had an English teacher in high school who told me I'd never be able to write. Now it's about 80% of what I do. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you can apply that to an email, <clears throat> I've had, you know, I, another thing, another service our marketing team provides is we help our wholesales and technical team with anything they need to edit or, um, you know, is that a, a, a important email or a document, whatever that is. And we're always trying to help them get to the point, boil things down, get to the essence, uh, be clear with less words and, uh, send it. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing. And I think, um, I've got to say as somebody who, uh, um, maybe, I don't know, I, I, I guess I've, I've, had a lot of writers uh, work with me in the past and it's not the um you know sometimes you almost begin to wonder if it can be taught right like you almost like ah you almost have to be born with it and here you both are saying um you know you just worked hard and became better writers over time and it wasn't something that you were initially uh, strong at so i think that's uh, instructive to our listeners as well yeah for sure when i you know everywhere i'd worked previously <clears throat> I was always told I was a good writer or a better writer on the on the team, but when I came to work here, the, my predecessor was he had a journalism background and was a, a, a real editor on, on, on like a newspaper caliber editor. And the first couple things I wrote for him just got shredded, <laughs> and I was I had to I, I had to swallow my pride. It was a bit of an ego check, but I think my writing is way way better for it. Yeah, and it changed my perspective and and how I'm trying to write. Instead of trying to be uh, verbose and uh, flowery, I'm trying to throw all those words out and get right to the point. Well, Adam, I feel after that that it would be silly for us to be more verbose in this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, okay, I really thank you for uh, for sharing your expertise and perspective with uh, our listeners today. It's, it's been a fascinating conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. All the best. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.